the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If God would have simply said, you shall not covet, and that's all, he knows we would say, but you never said you shall not covet your neighbor's ox. I didn't know we couldn't covet our neighbor's ox. You never said that, God. You just said you shall not covet. And so God is very thorough here. And he goes through a list, your neighbor's house, his wife, his male servant, his female servant, his ox, his donkey, and then he just tacks on the end of it, nor anything that is your neighbor. Have you ever found yourself coveting? Have you ever been jealous of something that someone else has? In today's message, Pastor Dan wants you to know that even though it may seem harmless, lusting over the possessions of others will only tear you down. The more you focus on the things of others, the less you thank God for everything that He's blessed you with. Remain committed to God's commandments and be blessed by your endurance. Finish the race of life strong and give your all for Jesus. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Exodus chapter 20 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Beginning in verse 2, if you'd like to follow along. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That's commandment number one. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. That's commandment number two. Any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. Verse 7, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's commandment number 3. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That's commandment number 4. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God, and it you shall do no work, your son, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Verse 12, honor your father and your mother, that's commandment number five, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, commandment number six. You shall not commit adultery, commandment number seven. You shall not steal, commandment number eight. 
You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, commandment number nine. And then verse 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. And that's commandment number 10. And remember, God wrote the Ten Commandments in stone. It's the only part of his law that he wrote in stone, and he wrote it with his own finger. And these are universal laws for all of mankind. They're not just laws for the children of Israel. They're not just laws for uh, the people of God or for Christians. These are universal laws for all of mankind. They are foundational to civilization, to society, Uh, As we've said before, nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Covenant, uh, all except the commandment to keep the Sabbath. Uh, The Sabbath is is the only one not repeated in the New Covenant or the New Testament, but the other nine are repeated in the New Testament in some form. And so they're still applicable to us under the New Covenant. Covenant. We dive into the 10th commandment in verse 17. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. God gives a very detailed definition of what he means when he says you shall not covet. And he gives us this detailed definition because God knows us so well. If God would have simply said, you shall not covet, and that's all, he knows we would say, but you never said you shall not covet your neighbor's ox. I didn't know we couldn't covet our neighbor's ox. You never said that, God. You just said you shall not covet. And so God is very thorough here. And he goes through a list, your neighbor's house, his wife, his male servant, his female servant, his ox, his donkey, and then he just tacks on the end of it, nor anything that is your neighbor's. Is that clear? And so let's start by defining the word covet. You shall not covet. What does the word covet mean? To covet or coveting is a wrong or inordinate desire for something that is not yours. It's a wrong or inordinate desire for something that is not yours. Uh, We can have a desire for something uh, that is not wrong to desire. That's a a good desire. We can desire right things, good things, godly things, and that's not a violation of the 10th commandment here. So it's not prohibiting all uh, desire for things. Uh, For example, if you're taking notes in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 31, it says, earnestly desire the best gift, meaning the best gift of the Holy Spirit for you. Earnestly desire the best gift. And that word that Paul uses there in 1 Corinthians 12 that's translated earnestly desire, uh, it's translated covet elsewhere in the New Testament. It's the same word. And so in that case, coveting is a good thing. Coveting the best spiritual gift is a a good thing. It's not a sin. And so some desires are good. Some desires 
are, are righteous. There's nothing necessarily wrong with uh, noticing and admiring what other people have uh, or liking what other people have. That's, that's not wrong. It's not a violation of the 10th commandment. Uh, I, I can like what a person has. I can like their house. I can like their furniture. I can like their car. I can like their, their, their whatever and not covet what they have. I can say, oh, that, that's, that's nice. I, I can uh, even say, oh, oh that's, that's a handy thing to have. I think I'll buy one too for myself. There's nothing wrong uh, with, with liking things. There's nothing wrong with having a wish list, right? Of I wish we could get a new couch or I wish we could do this or that. There's nothing wrong with that. So the 10th commandment does not prohibit, you know, every kind of longing for something or every kind of want or every kind of Desire Again, the definition, coveting when we have a wrong desire or an inordinate desire for something we don't have. Uh, we covet, and listen to what I'm about to say, we covet when our desire leads to discontent or resentment. Discontent or resentment. Now you've crossed over into coveting. When our desire for what someone else has causes discontentment with what we have. Well, now I'm discontent. Or it causes resentment. Where we resent the other person for what they have. And we think or we say, that's not fair. Why do they get to have that? Why do they get to live there? And I got to live here. That's coveting. When we resent someone for what they've had, what they have, we've crossed the line now into covetousness. Look at verse 17 again and just just, you know, kind of read through it slowly. He says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. Again, you, you can admire their house. Wow, this is a beautiful house. Right. Oh, I'd love to live there. It's nice. And and we can. We can admire it without coveting it. But when you covet your neighbor's house, coveting your neighbor's house would, would sound something like, uh, wow, they have such a nice house and my house is such a dump. And they have all these nice new appliances and we have all these dated appliances that, that barely even work. And their appliances are like, they whisper and they're so quiet and our appliances are so noisy. Or they've got this brand new kitchen and our kitchen is so dated. Or they live in such a nice neighborhood. Our neighborhood is so run down. That's a covetous attitude. Look at verse 17 again. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. So coveting someone else's spouse. That that would sound something like, well, why couldn't I marry someone like her? Or why couldn't I marry someone like him? Why can't my husband be more like him? He's such a wonderful husband. He's so godly. He's so engaging. He's so outgoing. He's so hardworking. Why am I stuck with this husband? 
Or why am I stuck with this wife? That's coveting. Again, look at verse 17. Nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. You know, I, I'm, I'm probably pretty sure that you aren't coveting ox or donkeys, right? But that was their transportation in the ancient world. Again, coveting would be, why do I have to drive this old junker of a car? And they get to drive that new car. Or how can they afford that? How much do you think they're making a year? How can they afford to drive that car? Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. They're going on vacation again? Didn't they just go on vacation? Where are they going on vacation? That must cost a fortune. How can they afford to go on a vacation like that? We can't even go to Ocean City. We can covet anything or anyone. We can covet a person. We can covet a relationship with a person. We, could co- we can covet material possessions. We can covet a particular job or a particular position within the company. Or we could covet a particular career that someone else has. We could covet a lifestyle that someone has. I think especially in the days of social media and people are, you know, these social influencers and they're posting on Instagram and they're always posting beautiful pictures. And we can covet the life that they're living. We can covet the income that someone else has. We can covet someone else's uh, talents. You know, they're, 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 their physical talents, their intelligence. We can covet popularity, wanting to be popular. We can covet the praise of others. In the New Testament, in John chapter 12, verse 43, Jesus tells us the religious leaders coveted the praise of the people. They loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. And Jesus even says elsewhere, he says in Matthew's gospel, this is in Matthew chapter 23, speaking of the religious leaders, they love the best places at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues. They love greetings in the marketplaces and to be called by men, rabbi, rabbi, right? They like when they go to the grocery store and someone recognizes them. Oh, rabbi, what are you doing here? You're getting a strawberry pie too, so are we. They love that. Just the praise of people. Recognition 
Now, with this 10th commandment, please note that uh, coveting is something that is internal. It's a matter of the heart. It's a sinful desire hidden in the heart. The other nine commandments are, in, in a sense, in one sense, they are external commandments. Now, I know that I've made such a, a point throughout our study of the other nine commandments that they're internal. They're a matter of the heart. Remember, Jesus said, uh, if you have hatred in your heart, you've, you're guilty of murder. So I, I know that they are internal as well as external. But just on like a surface reading of the other nine commandments, they're all external commandments. But, the, but this commandment, This commandment, the 10th commandment, is the only commandment of the 10 that deals solely with the heart. Coveting is internal. The others have an external component to them. This is the only one that deals with the heart, specifically. In fact, in in all the ancient laws and moral codes from the ancient world, uh, the 10th commandment is the only one that prohibits a desire of the heart and is attempting to govern the heart. If you look at any other ancient civilization and the laws they came up with and the codes they came up with, they're all external commandments. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not commit adultery. They're all external. The Ten Commandments are the only ancient law where the, the heart is being addressed. Right, And so in all those other codes, moral codes of all those other civilizations, uh, they don't really care about your heart, just as long as you're keeping this external command, uh, and your heart can be dark and wicked. God is the one here, God is the one who is concerned with the human heart. Man looks on the outward, God looks at the heart. And so God is addressing the heart of man. And not just the outward actions. God wants a right heart. He wants a clean heart. Now, in the New Testament, in Mark's Gospel, you don't have to turn there. Mark's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 22. Jesus says that covetousness come from within. It comes, covetousness comes from within. It comes from the heart that they come from within the man or within the person. This is why the Bible tells us to guard our heart, because all these sins begin and originate in the heart. And so the Bible says, be careful to guard your heart, because out of it flow all of the issues of life, the Bible says. Now, uh, turn with me over to Luke's Gospel, Luke's Gospel, chapter 12. Luke's Gospel, chapter 12. Luke, chapter 12, verse 13. uh, Jesus is surrounded by a crowd here. And someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So apparently there's something going on in this family where the brother who is in charge of dividing the inheritance hasn't divided the inheritance. And so this guy goes to Jesus and says, Hey, Make my brother divide the inheritance. This isn't fair. What he's doing to me isn't fair. And look at what Jesus says in verse 14. Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, now to the crowd, 
take heed and beware of covetousness. Jesus is warning us here about covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Your life is not defined by the things that you possess. And so beware, he says, of covetousness. We all are in danger of falling into covetousness and having a heart that becomes covetous for things. This is what, this is what convicted the Apostle Paul. Turn with me over to Romans chapter 7. To the right in your Bible, Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, verse 7. Paul says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. Right? The law brings knowledge of sin. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. He quotes Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produced in me all manner manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. Paul says, no, no, the, the law brings knowledge of sin. The law is good. Because of the law, I realized that I had covetousness in my heart. And I wouldn't have known that without the law saying, you shall not covet. And so the law actually made me aware of the sinfulness in my heart. And that was the one. It was the 10th commandment that nailed Paul. Again, as a, as a Jew before his conversion to the Jews, the law was all out external. Doesn't matter what's going on in your heart. As long as you're keeping the law externally, as long as you're not murdering, stealing, and committing adultery, and so forth, you've obeyed the law in their minds. Jesus comes on the scene and says, no, it deals with the heart too. But for Paul, as a Jew, as a Hebrew, and as a Pharisee, he could go through the Ten Commandments, unlike us, and Paul could say, I've kept that one, I've kept that one, I've kept that one, I've kept that one, I've kept that one. All the way through, I've never murdered anyone, I've never stolen anything, I've always honored my parents, I've never committed adultery, boom, 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 boom. Then he gets to the 10th one. And the 10th one's dealing with the heart. And the 10th one says, you shall not covet. And that one nailed Paul. Paul realized he was busted and that he broke the 10th commandment. So it brought this knowledge of sin. Now, covetousness, you know, going, going back to Exodus 20, covetousness, you know, you, you, may, you may look at this and you might think, well, that's kind of, a, kind of an odd commandment to end the Ten Commandments on. I mean, you've, you've got murder, you've got adultery, you've got stealing, and then you're going to end with covetousness. Well, listen, covetousness can lead to breaking the other nine commandments. That's why this one's last, because this one can lead you to break the other nine. Covetousness can lead you to bearing false witness or lying. It can lead to stealing. It can lead to adultery, coveting another man's wife or husband. It can lead to murder. It can lead to dishonoring your parents. It can lead to breaking the Sabbath day. 
Thank you for listening to Ring of Truth today. My days are filled with so much activity from sunup to sundown, it's no wonder I feel used up and exhausted by the end of it. Have you been there? Pastor Dan Sexton in this radio ministry aims to change that by bringing you the refreshing Word of God. It's a strong, sturdy foundation to build your day on. Friends, you may be busier than you like, but there is also rest and peace to be found in Scripture. The question is, will you take a moment to utilize the many avenues we have on our website, calvaryec.com, to soak in the truth of His Word? We promise your life will be better for it because we serve a faithful God who hasn't left you. Would you like to hear more messages like this one? Visit calvaryec.com and click on the media tab to get started with all the latest verse-by-verse teachings from Pastor Dan. Ring of Truth is a ministry coming to you from Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. You're in the area, won't you look us up? Our doors are open to everyone, including you. We'd appreciate the opportunity to encourage you on your faith journey. We're a community committed to sharing Jesus wherever life takes us. If you don't know our exact location and are unsure of our Sunday service times, you'll find all that information at calvaryec.com. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Well, that wraps it up for today. Thanks for listening. Come back for more faith building here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone and if you listen General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.